What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions that they don't want out. Today, I'm getting down to the real reality of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Season 14 Reunion, Part 1. And I have a lot of opinions because... I'm genuinely gagged that part one of this reunion was better than the entire damn season. Let's get into it. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Let's get into it. This is The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Season 14, Reunion Part 1. I am Cherie Laveau, and this is Real Reality Realness. I am so excited to get to do this episode with you guys because I'm turning around this episode faster than I ever have. I'm so excited because now I feel like I'm getting into a flow, right? Now, mind you, y'all might still hear my dog snoring, snoring on the floor of my car right now, but it's all good because she's like an emotional support animal for me and I'm like an emotional support human for her. So we're in this thing together and you're in this thing with us and I appreciate y'all for being here. Now... I have to start off this reunion by saying that Andy's walk-ins this reunion have been some of the best I've seen in a very long time. I don't want to be definitive and say the best of Atlanta or or some of the best I've ever seen on the show because I tend to be a bit of an extremist and I can kind of go a little left and be like, yeah, these were the best walk-ins I've ever seen on reality TV and can't even name another example of ones that I've liked. But I genuinely loved his walk-ins, these reunion. It seemed like every girl he walked in their dressing room, it seemed like he had a funny moment with them. And usually I'm rolling my eyes at damn near everything that Andy does because, you know, I'm hypercritical. But... I genuinely enjoyed his interaction with the Real Housewives of Atlanta this season or this episode. Um, the walk-ins were hilarious and I liked his interaction with them on the stage as well. He really has a good flow with these women for some reason and I enjoy it. And the reason why I say for, for some reason is because I can't really call what it is. Like, 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 I can't put my finger on what it is that gives Andy this distinct flow with these women. Because he has a signature, there's like a, like he has a signature, unique relationship with all the cast. And it allows for his interactions with them to be completely different from every reunion that he does. Because I know that we were saying for a while that Andy's kind of been checked out. Those who watch um, watch What Happens Live have been saying that he was checked out for a while and then he, he's kind of punched it up recently. But I genuinely feel like he was connected and, and, and like he was excited and ready for this reunion. And I see why. Because this first episode was better than the entire damn season. This episode was so good. It was so funny. It gave me so much to talk about. I have so many notes. Oh, we're going to have a good time. I am, I just, I didn't understand what exactly was going on. I didn't understand what exactly was going on, but it was a lot. One thing I will say is, what was this seating arrangement though? I didn't understand 
what this seating arrangement was. And when I saw before the episode aired what this what the seats were were gonna be, I felt like this was a last play for drama so that they could have something to pull for like drama points because I feel like this season was not the best. I didn't really particularly like this season. And so I feel like the seating arrangement was a specific ploy for drama. And I feel like it was nothing more than putting people who don't like each other next to each other because there were so many people who were falling out this season that it really was hard to cast the couch anyway. But that... The point of what I'm saying is them putting Drew and Sanya next to each other was for drama and for drama only. And I am completely convinced of that. Okay? Now, what I will say is Drew is annoying as hell, but she looked amazing. She looked amazing. That go naked hair is still working well for her. I love it. Boop, boop, boop. Sanya's my girl. I don't know why the hell they set her next to Drew. Once again, I know why it's for drama, but that's just what people say when they're trying to, you know, create conversation. I, it's, it's, they, they set that girl next to her for drama, and that's all it is to it. And Marlo just don't have no beef with, with, with neither one of those girls. So that's why they were on the couch together. But Candy and Sheree been on and off all season, and her and Kenya are friends. So that's the only seating that made sense was for Kenya and and candy to be seated next to each other so like i was saying there's so much falling out happening on this show and there's only six women it's it would have been hard to place the couch kind of regardless because no matter where you put somebody somebody was in a beef with somebody on that couch but i specifically believe that sitting drew and sanya next to each other was a specific play for drama even if none of the other seating was even if the rest of the seating was just happenstance that specific placement i feel like was for drama and i'm gonna ride home on that now with that being said this was the best reunion theme that i have ever seen on this show i'm proud to be an extremist on this one i can't say that i've seen another set of women's reunion looks be so cohesive and so sickening and all so beautiful at the same time at the same time like not only was the set incredible it was giving versace mansion in jamaica tees it that shit was sickening as hell every single one of those women looked incredible all of the dresses were extremely cohesive but they were extremely different and they were all sickening and all that they they all killed it at the reunion for me now i know some of y'all were reading saying you said y'all don't like like her look i liked it and it's not just because i like her i genuinely like that look i, I don't care what y'all gotta say about it now that bridge coming up at the beginning of the show that was dramatic as hell but it was also so so sickening it was so sickening i i absolutely loved it but what the hell were these first chairs i don't i don't i don't i don't get these first chairs i don't get sheree being in the first chair i can halfway understand marlo being in the first chair I genuinely can understand Marlo being in the first chair and I got to give her 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 credit. I didn't like shit she did this season and I and I want her ass gone. But she earned that first chair. 
I will say that in the context of the Housewives cinematic universe, she earned that first chair. No shade, no tea, no read. She earned that first chair. Um, Sheree did not. And it's so funny watching all the interactions with Sheree talking about She by Sheree and them doing all this congratulating of her. And she literally said on the reunion that there's going to be no fashions. She said that there was a fashion show, but there's going to be no fashions on this website. She literally said there is going to be no fashions on this website. I told y'all before, and I'm going to say it again. If you cared your ass on She by Sheree and ordered something, you nutty as squirrel shit because you ain't never going to get it. You ain't never going to get it. I'm telling you, Sheree cared her ass down to Walmart, bought a hoodie, and had the logo sold into the hoodie down to the down to the mall, down to the Sam's Club, or wherever she went where they sold the shit in the hoodies. She wouldn't have that hoodie made for Andy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, y'all better stop playing. She like I'm just. We'll get to that in a second because I got a lot to say about Sheree and this damn fashion line that ain't gonna never have no damn fashions. What happened? To the assistant, I don't understand why Drew is asking what happened to Anthony or what was Anthony to her. Because one, Anthony is the messiest assistant I've ever seen in life. But I don't understand, isn't Anthony still her assistant? She's talking about all this messy shit that he done did. And she's talking about he called her phone every day. Like, girl, he calls your phone every day because he's supposed to be your assistant. Didn't you not fire him? He's still your assistant. And I bet Drew picks up every single one of those calls. Why? Because he works for her. I don't know how the hell Drew pays for them. I don't know how, like, real shit. Why does Drew have such a big team and she has no jobs? Drew's only job is this show that I can recall. And mind you, I'm not calling Ralph broke. But the first time I ever heard about his sleep album for for kids was on this show. I still ain't seen the, the step in parenting book anywhere. I ain't saying it's not been released. I'm just saying I haven't heard about it. So where's all this money coming from? I mean, her husband works in tech, so I'm pretty sure there's way to finagle and less and, and, you know, crypto, a whole bunch of coin. But, girl, Drew, your finances is looking like they on thin ice, too. So you may want to calm the hell down. I'm just saying. I do want to know, though, seriously. Seriously, though. Why do the girls in reality TV still use gay men as props? Drew Sedora. Because Anthony was a big part of your storyline this season. And you sat here and posted that boy 
at that damn doe and told him to show out. You told him to give it to him, girl. Give it to the cameras, bitch. You finna meet candy, bitch. You better sell it, bitch. You better get, give them a scene. I know what you did because you do that to yourself. I guarantee your ass be standing in the mirror before them cameras get to your house and you be pumping yourself up and be doing acting um, exercises to, to get in character to go on camera and be Drew Sedora. The drama girl from from, from 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 the game. I feel like Drew on Real Housewives of Atlanta is just playing Drew Sedora from the game. Cause Drew Sedora from the game was a whole bunch of drama and <laughs> was a whole hot ass mess too. Like I have, like I would actually have to go back and watch her few episodes of the game that that she did do. But it seemed like she was nothing but drama on that damn show too. So maybe she's just channeling Drew Sedora from the game. Who knows? Now, mind you, I don't like Drew, but she did handle Fatoon. No shade. She said, I she said, I sent that girl to go play with all her treats, honey. I don't know. Where was Drew? Where, 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 where was this Drew all season? No shade, because I liked this Drew. She learned well from Ralph, because that was a good one. But at the same time, I will say that the producers didn't really give Fatum enough time to really eat and that came back to bite her pun intended but we'll get to that in just a second one thing I did want to ask before I moved on but how the hell does Sheree afford an assistant as well like people ask so much where does Marlo's money come from but Marlo actually has LLCs I've actually seen Marlo selling products for years I've seen Marlo's glass line her um eyeglasses line her um sunglasses with all the studding and the jewels on them she was selling those for years she came on with the fashion so I just assumed she worked in fashion as well I didn't know what she did back in the day she had a rich boyfriend she said that she had a billionaire that bought her home that bought her mama home so her house is paid for it's not like she gotta maintain a house for real except for the regular bills so marlo is kind of she had a set life and she can sit back and stack money and buy fashions so i don't understand why y'all act like marlo has been having these suspicious ways of of maintaining money ari and emma she's had the line and i don't even like marlo this season but i give a girl her credit where it's due Marlo has had businesses this whole time. She said back in like season four or five or six or one of those early seasons that she was on, I have an LLC. I don't know what that means because she didn't tell us what product she sold as a product of the LLC, but she had an LLC. So I'm assuming she was generating some sort of income from having an LLC. Okay, cool. Maybe that was Ari and Emma. But... I thought it was funny that she was arguing so that Drew was arguing so hard with Sheree that she missed Andy's whole question. That shit was funny. Andy just sat there and argued. Andy just sat there and asked that damn question, just as focused as he was. And they was just going back and forth. And they were just like, duh, 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 duh. and he finished the question and looked up and realized that they was in the middle of an argument. And he was like, Did you even hear what I said? That shit was funny. But I do think that Fatoum was Sheree's lapdog. But I don't think she was trying to keep... But, but I I think that Fatoum was Sheree's lapdog. But I don't think Sheree was trying to keep her hands clean. Because, because when Fatoum was on camera, her lower third said Sheree's friend. We all knew why Fatoum was there. Like, 
we didn't know who Fatoum was until she popped up at the damn um, birthday party. This is a kid's birthday party. And called uh, Ralph gay. Which, I want to know why that triggered something so hard in Drew. Because I've never seen Drew react so hard until that girl said, but ain't your husband gay though? But ain't this the same person that called your husband gay? She was like, stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Child, her wig almost slipped back. Child, she was so damn pressed about, about, about them little gay rumors. I mean, they do live in Atlanta. I'm just saying, Atlanta is one of the gayest cities in America and probably the gayest city in the South, especially in the urban community. So she might have a reason to be a little worried, honey. She might be feeling like Janet Jackson and Four Color Girls right now, honey. She might be wondering if Ralph is doing the bending or not, okay? But I'm going to just leave that alone because I don't think Ralph is gay. But, I mean, he did put a female's assistant's name as one of his aliases, which could be read as suspicious. I'm just talking as one of these messy-ass reality girls. I'm not speaking as me right now because I think all this shit is bullshit, but I'm just talking as what these girls would pull up on on camera that y'all would then live for and be like, oh, she read her. So I'm just gonna go ahead and predict and go ahead and and predict next season's reads. Um, so she gonna go ahead and, you know, say he's gay, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, he did use a female's name as an alias. Um, we've never seen the assistant. Um, he did disappear to Tampa when he passed by every other beach. So, so does he have a piece of trade in Tampa? Like, if Anthony is your assistant and he's the one that supposedly has tea on somebody being down low, well... You you may want to question her. You may you may want to question Miss Anthony Drew because you believe so hard that she didn't pay him. You believe that Sheree didn't pay Anthony based on his word with no question of his word at all. So you may want to look into him calling your husband gay since you believed what what he said about somebody else with no question at all. Now, Andy Let's call him. Go ahead and call him. Now, I, now, if you watch the um, whole episode, they did. They are going to call him in like part two or three or whatever. But I wanted her to call him now. Let's just go ahead and get that shit out the way so we can move on to, to the real shit in the season. No shade. Let's just go ahead and knock out Anthony, call it a day, and leave it alone. So, whatever. Now... Once again, speaking of assistants, why the hell does Drew have such a big team and no jobs? I think they pointed it out last season and or this season. I know they pointed it out this season because Sanya says something about it. She got 10 people in the room and I don't know what any of them do. She saw one doing makeup and one doing hair and the rest of them was just standing around in that dressing room and then the editors went back and just counted all the people in the room and they gave all of them lower thirds. This assistant, that assistant, first assistant, second assistant, right hand, left hand, the upper neck, the lower third, the east, west. Like, it just seemed like everybody had a title for something and what do you do, Drew Sedora? You do not need all those assistants to be the face of a company. You don't even run the company. 
You call the owner, you call the actual owner of the company every time somebody asks you a question about dropping with Drew. You don't know shit about your own business, but you walk around here claiming it as your business and then saying in your confessionals that somebody called you to be the face of it. So you try to stun in front of these girls and then you, you, you try to tell the truth in the confessionals to try to clean it up and double back like you didn't lie. You lied. Just like you lied about losing 25 pounds in 30 days or three weeks. You lied. You are a liar, Drew. I don't understand, like, why Sheree saying that was such a shock to you. Like, I don't understand. Because at the end of the day, Drew, you can't try to read somebody and get mad when they return with facts. Your career has been mediocrity at best. Drew only has two acting credits that I can call on in this show. I don't know anything else Drew Sedora is recognized for besides being on the game, being in the TLC story, and being on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. What else is a major selling point on Drew Sedora's resume that I should be aware of? Y'all let me know what's so popping about Drew's acting career that I've been missing out on. Y'all know where to find me. Y'all know where my comment sections are. Go ahead and just let me know what y'all think is so popping about Drew Sador's acting career that I'm just reading her by bringing up the game, TLC, and Real Housewives of Atlanta. At the end of the day, I don't know if Drew Sador is getting residuals from the game or if she's getting residuals from the TLC story, but Sanya Richard Ross is still in an active brand deal with Nike and still generating projects, new projects. She gave y'all the whole cast trip this this season because of her four because of her four Olympic medals. Well, her four gold and one bronze, but we don't talk about the bronze now. Okay, we don't talk about the bronze. All right, that's cool. I'm gonna go ahead and give you that saying, yeah, but that's a little. Yeah, I mean, girl, you, 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 I mean, if you're going to celebrate the wins, go ahead and celebrate the loss, Sanya. But I'm going to leave that alone because, you know, you my girl. But um, y'all play favorites. Why, why, why can't I? Shit, Sanya's my favorite. Next. Um, I don't see how Sanya doesn't have her own mind when she chose not to fuck with Drew on her own. Nobody convinced her not, 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 not to fuck with Drew. And it was obvious why she wasn't fucking with Drew. She wasn't dealing with Drew because she was fake on camera and she was somebody different off camera. And she's been saying that this whole time. I don't know why Drew is sitting here letting... Y'all letting Drew gaslight y'all just like she lets Ralph gaslight her. And I don't understand how y'all can sit here and really try to act like we don't see what Drew is doing. But I'm going to get to that in a minute because I, I want to go as in order of the show as I can. Okay? This has been Sheree's worst season. Worst season for me. But it is, but it's also been a lot of people's worst season for me. It's been Drew's worst season for me. It's been Kenya's worst season for me. It's been Marlo's worst season for me. Hell, it's even really been Candy's worst season for me. No shade. It's been a lot of people's worst season for me. And y'all don't even like Sanya, so she only got one season, and it's been her worst season, but I've but she's the only one I like. So whatever. 
But I'm glad that sh- that Sheree admitted in the beginning of the season that Sheen by Sheree was a goddamn mess. And I just don't understand what took her so long to do this AliExpress clothing line. She could have did this shit years ago. Fashion Nova been around. Wholesale shippers been around. Wholesale retailers been around. You could have been did this shit and dropped this merch. Because all you did was drop joggers with... with with your logo on it. You could have been dead that. You could have been carried your ass down to Costco or Sam's and bought a whole bunch of damn sweatsuits in bulk, got them printed up and shipped them people and, sh- and shipped them people they shit. I don't understand what the hell took you so long to do this wholesale boutique ass clothing line and act like you doing fashions. At the end of the day, nothing on the damn website was anything from the runway. And the shit from the damn runway, I don't listen. She said she was doing joggers and athleisure wear. Some of that shit was direct fashion. And not all of it was good fashion. I think I only saw about two or three pieces that I liked any damn way. That one that Kenya was um, talking about, the um, top, that had, that was like a zip-up crop um, jacket with the beige pants. That, that whole beige outfit, that shit was sickening. I will give her that, but I don't even... I mean, she didn't design it, so I can't even give her credit. Who, who, whoever designed that for her killed that. But there was only a couple pieces in the damn line that I liked any fucking way that was on the runway. And then you don't put none of those pieces on the damn website. So where is the pieces? Once again, where are the pieces from the runway? Where are they now? Are they just in your finished basement? Listen, Sheree's famous last words for me were the line will be available at the season finale and the reason why you can't find she by Sheree on the website right now you can't find the fashions on the website right now was because we're waiting until the season finale airs to launch famous last words that's all I'm saying and I don't understand how your grown ass kids have been your priority but establishing a business for yourself first and your children second has not been a priority i understand your kids weren't fully grown this entire season but you what were you doing while you weren't doing she by Sheree. It's not like you were working a nine to five job, working three jobs, taking care of kids because you ain't had no man. You've been sitting on your motherfucking ass. All you, all that I know that Sheree has done besides being on this show is write a book and produce one season of selling it in Atlanta. I will give you your credits where they are due. But we haven't even gotten a sequel to the damn book. Your kids went to school every day. You had eight hours to, to at least write some books. You had eight hours to play around with a designer and pick out some shit that she drew and have it made and shipped from Alaska and Timbuktu, Kalamazoo, LA, New York, Milan, Italy. Like, you had time to do this fashion line you had time to do it when you were announcing it way back in season one or season two and your kids was in school back then so why are you using your kids as an excuse for the reason why you have not done she by Sheree or anything else and if you want to be real about it she talking about her kids are her damn priority Callie was acting like your damn mama all fucking season 
So what are we doing here? Because Callie was acting like yo mama all season. Callie was giving Thelma the house. What are you doing, ma'am? And I just really want to talk about it. Like, y'all need to leave Sheba Sheree alone. Y'all, and I'm not talking about Sheree Whitfield. Y'all need to leave Sheba Sheree, this idea and this brand, the fuck alone. Because clearly, Sheba Sheree is not her passion. It's not her goal. It's not even her desire to do. She's had 14 years and we didn't even get a line of merch in this entire time. We didn't get nothing. We didn't get yoga mats. We didn't get water bottles. We didn't get a t-shirt, a headband, a sweatband for your wrist, a leg warmer. We didn't get anything. A towel to wipe off with. We didn't get Shibasha nothing all these years. Why? Because it hasn't been her desire to do it. Listen to what Sheree is saying. She keeps saying, people want me to work on it. People want me to work on it so bad. People want me to do it. But when have you ever really heard her passionately say that this is what she wants to do when cameras are on? The only time you've ever heard Sheree really passionately working on She by Sheree is when she is on the show. And when she was on the show last time, before she came back this season, she didn't say a goddamn thing about She by Sheree. She wasn't working on She by Sheree then. Didn't even bring it up all season. We ain't heard shit about She by Sheree until we got to the reunion and she said, joggers. Uh, 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 She by Sheree joggers. Uh, spring, summer, uh, spring, summer, September, spring, summer, September. Girl, get the fuck on. You're doing She by Sheree for a storyline and that's all. And you can't even do that right. The least you could do is set up your little online boutique, get you some custom She by Sheree shit, and put the shit out there. Put out your hoodies, put out your joggers, put out your sweatpants, and call it a day. But stop calling this shit a fucking fashion line because it's not a fashion line. It's not a fashion line. It's not a fashion line. It is a merch boutique at best. And we can't even get that because you can't afford to get a website with, with enough bandwidth to handle the fucking orders that you've built up the anticipation for all this time. Y'all pay attention. Sheree don't want to do this shit. So leave her ass alone about it. She don't want to do it. She don't want to do this shit. Leave it, leave it alone. Leave she by Sheree the fuck alone. She just barely got this goddamn house built. Leave her ass the fuck alone. Now, one thing I did find funny that she said, there was two things Sheree said this reunion that was funny as hell. When they were talking about Marlo throwing the little Fendi party for her and having her come over the shop to make herself feel better and did she actually make her pay the bill? She said, yes, she paid the bill. I'm glad she paid Fendi, bitch, because her ass sure wasn't going to pay Drew. But she said, don't treat me with my own credit card. That shit was funny as hell to me. And I feel you, girl. Don't treat me with my own credit card. But you are known on this show for being cheap, broke, and not paying your bills at this point. So you, if you, like, that's the one bill you paid is Fendi? That's the one bill you done paid all season. You ain't paid to get them clothes out of Alaska, New York, and L.A., but your ass show paid for that damn Fendi bill. She and by Sharan ain't Sharan or she in. 
but your ass is show paying Fendi walking in the door in a Gucci suit and a Louis Vuitton poncho. Oh, she paying them bills because they going to lock her ass up. And she, she, she going to have her ass in there with damn Lyron ass. They going to be sharing a parole officer. But not when did you throw candy shades though, Sheree? I really do want to figure out how did you just... Sheree with this reunion amnesia, she be trying to get this seasonal amnesia and it's always the day of the reunion. Sheree, you sat there and agreed that Candy was a hoe. And before you even agreed that she was a hoe and that she fucked everybody for free, allegedly, your ass sat here and, and said she's for herself. And you know that shit ain't true. Candy got a whole foundation out here that we actually see doing shit throughout the year and not just when the show is filming or on holidays. Oh, okay. I don't see y'all bitches out here doing shit. Or as Trina would say, I don't see y'all doing toy, toy drives for the kids, bitch. I don't see you out here doing toy drives at the hospital, bitch. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. Clock your references, children. Because you like, girl, what do you mean? Like, just admit that you throw shade on the show. You admitted you was the damn bone collector. Just admit you talked a little shit. All y'all do it. But you can talk about what Candy said in her, her, her confessionals, but you can't pay attention to what you said in your own damn confessionals. You all comment on each other. But at the end of the day, Candy shaded Tyrone. She may have given you a little shit about She by Sheree, but she never talked shit about you. You agreed that she was a hoe and said that she was for herself and don't help nobody and said that she was a bad friend. All she said was that your dude was fucked up and that you are bullshitting over She by Sheree. Sheree, you shaded Candy. Candy shaded Tyrone. Pay attention. That's all I'm saying. But one thing I do want to know is when the hell was Sheree ever fashion when was Sheree fashion she didn't say I'm fashionable she didn't say I'm the fashion girl she didn't say I'm that girl when it comes to those labels she said I am fashion when were you ever fashion because let's be very clear season one was the only season where you were ever referred to as the fashion girl you may have been ahead in style compared to the other ladies on season one because everybody looked a mess and your ass just was the best of the mess but she was never fashion and she has never been by Sheree Let's just go ahead and wrap that the fuck up just like Drew you don't represent fitness Sheree Neither do you, for that matter. Let's be very clear. We've seen you work out a couple times on the show, but you can't even get a goddamn line of athletic merch out. So you ain't fashion and your ass ain't fitness either, for that matter. But you need to just, Drew, go ahead and take that read and take that 25-pound lie and hit it. Because you ain't got a dog in that fight. You, 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 you don't have to respond to everything, baby. Oh, the other thing Sheree said that was funny as hell to me, y'all remember I said she had two things that said to me that she said that stood out to me. When she looked at Drew and she said, squats, not shots, honey. 
bitch, when I say I fell the entire fuck out, oh, that shit was funny as hell for me. That shit wore me out. She wore me the fuck out when she said squats, not shots, honey. That shit got me the hell together. Hold on, y'all. I need to take a break real quick because I need to use the bathroom. I need to pee. I'm sitting here drinking water. I just came from doing yoga and I'm trying to, you know, drink at least three, four bottles of water before 10 a.m. It's 8.53 right now. So I'm getting it in and I'm on bottle number three. So let me take a quick break real quick. Use the potty like, like a lady should say and I'll be right back. All right, babe? All right, everybody, let's get back to the smoke. Okay, so where we left off is Drew getting her ass handed to her literally by Sheree when she says squats, not shots. That was the best line ever for me. I absolutely love that line. I thought it was hilarious. Squats, not shots, honey. I feel like that's going to send Sheree viral. She by Sheree ain't going to do nothing but destroy her her credibility even more but at least she gonna get another meme out of squats not shots honey because i can see that as a gift right now and if somebody don't make it i will because i plan on using that one squats not shots honey period okay i live for that line that shit was good i'll give it to you sheree now that was fitness now that was fitness if you would have used that as like a that should have been on one of your joggers that should have been on the butt of one of your damn sweatpants printed across the back. Squats, not shots. That's sickening. Like, girl, Sheree, you be coming up with the reads but don't be knowing how to use them. Girl, you just be, be trying to do too much and call stuff a fashion line instead of just calling it what it is and calling it a damn merch company that you can't get together because your ass can't afford shit. <gasps> But I'm going to go ahead and jump off of you because I'm sure I'm going to be going back and forth with these reads on everybody. I'm just going through my notes and just expanding on the bullet points that, that, that I wrote down based on what was happening in the episode. So if you watch the episode, I'm pretty much going in, in chronological order of the things that I saw. Um, Drew, listen, baby. She talking about she didn't feel no support on drop it with Drew and she felt like Sheree had got all the support and Sheree was getting Marsha, Marsha, Marsha treatment and all this that in the third. But see, the problem is the girls have known Sheree for a long time. They don't know you like that. And then two, you're blatantly lying about your company. Sheree isn't necessarily lying about her company. She just don't have her shit together. So you can kind of root for somebody who has a legitimate business or has a legitimate business model, but they just have a shitty way of going about it. You lied and said that this was your business and you were only the face of it. And then on top of that, you just got a whole mommy makeover before you slapped your name on this business and called it yours in the first place. So it's hard to run with you when you're doing all of these things that don't coincide with each other and then you're lying about how much weight you lost. I don't, I mean, like, girl, we could have supported you if you just told the damn truth. Even in the girls supporting Sheree, um, they've been reading her 14-year-old pipe dream all the way through the season. Like, they support her, they root for her, but they also read her ass down for this 14-year-old pipe dream. 
Now, mind you, it's them using the parrots as the shady interlude for me. That shit was funny as hell. They kept throwing in them parrots when it got real quiet in the room. Like the first time when when um, Drew was sitting here with her damn lip poked out. That shit was funny as hell to me. Them damn parrots was funny as shit. I'm, I'm wondering if that became like a real audio issue though. Because it seems like that could be an actual issue with like if they had gotten loud. Like I wonder how many parrots they actually had on set. And were and was there any concern about was that going to be an issue? Now, Sheree finally admitting to not paying her fucking bills. I'm glad she thought she was going to get a read off and she just admitted to not paying her bills. She thought she was going to get off. Oh, if they don't do a good job, I don't pay them. And she thought that was going to be a read. Bitch, that's bad business. That is defaulting on verbal agreements and contracts that is not paying your fucking bills period and she thought she was gonna get that off and honestly that greatness takes timeline was a bunch of bullshit because it don't take as much time as charade to not have any other income to speak of like girl you don't have nothing to make you money but the idea of she by charade because they pick you up and drop you from this show whenever your ass feel like it or whenever they feel like it rather because it seemed like i gave you a compliment in the beginning when i said that not the beginning of uh, uh of this episode but way back in the beginning of the season on my youtube channel i I said i'm gonna try to take a different approach with sheree because people say that they pick her up put her down she waiting around for her peach they just take it whenever they want to they do sheree any old kind of way i decided to re to to reimagine that and say that you know sheree comes and goes with whenever she pleases and she comes back with with the same peach she left she left with and i can respect that but sheree you come back with 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 the same peach you left with and fuck over it every time you fuck over that that rotten ass peach you had in season one is so fucking toe up rotten dirty black ugly pitted gutted out by the time your ass done made it to 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 season 14 because you have done nothing with it you have done nothing with this peach. I can talk shit and say Kenya's hair products ain't nothing but water in bottles all day long. But she has products in CVS and Sally's Beauty Supply. And that is an accomplished business. Y'all can say Candy was sucking dick in locker rooms all you want to. But she has many successful companies and many successful brands. She has the most spinoff specials of anybody in of any show on Bravo, of any housewife, period, not just Atlanta. And she also has the most successful spinoffs of anybody in Atlanta. She may have gotten dethroned with Portia's spinoff because everybody wanted to see if she was going to really talk talk about this man. But we see how that worked out for her. So it's not like any of Candy's spinoffs or her spinoff specials have done anything negative for her career. Do you get what I'm saying? So... Y'all can say whatever y'all want about any of these girls. Sheree is the only one who has not done anything with with her platform on the show. Even Drew slapped her name on a fucking business. She didn't create a goddamn thing. She don't work the fuck out. She got weak ass ankles. 
So she can barely run a damn race without breaking her fucking leg and tearing her Achilles. Two seasons, two Achilles. So what you gonna break next season? Like, girl, you are not that fitness girl either, boo. But I do appreciate the angle that Drew sells it from. I do appreciate the fact that Drew doesn't sell it like, oh, I'm a fitness guru and I know fitness and I'm that fitness girl. She sells it as I'm a mom who 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 has a lot of fitness condition or who has a lot of health conditions. And so I'm trying to establish the best fitness routine for my body. I respect that angle. It's just the way you go about your business is fucked up because you lie. No shade. But when Drew said, so you don't pay people big, big, because of your kids? Girl, I had to give it to her. I was like, Drew, you cooking this episode. But why were you trying so hard this whole season? It seemed like Drew was so effortlessly reading this episode. I have never liked Drew more in the two seasons she's been on this show than I did in this episode. I swear to God, Drew was giving reads and it just felt so effortless and so smooth. And so it was like she was lacing the girls. I was like, girl, okay. Okay, Drew pulled it together. But it seemed like Drew was trying so hard this whole season that when she was going off, it just felt like she was just trying so fucking hard that I couldn't get into it. Okay? So, but at the end of the day, even if Sheree didn't admit to paying her bills or not paying her bills or defaulting on contracts or whatever the case, she always blames her contractors and the people who she works with as the reason why she can't get her shit done. It's because her ass don't pay her fucking contractors, so her contractors file lawsuits. That's the reason why you have so many problems. Sorry, y'all. Y'all heard that loud-ass pop. My dog is outside, but she's on a leash, and her sister dog came up on her that my auntie owns, and so I tried to loosen up her leash a little bit so she can run. And that's what that was. Listen, I'm not trying to act like I have a perfect show and I got it all together. Y'all gonna hear my dog snoring on the floor. Y'all gonna hear me drinking water in the middle of the episode. Y'all gonna hear me take pauses and burp and curse and do all those things. I'm just getting it together, okay? So... I'm not saying don't expect greatness because I think the things that I'm saying are heavily uh, informative and important. And I do think that it's an entertaining show, but I'm not one of those. Like, I was raised by like the Wendy Williams, this messy show, but without being like malicious about it. Like, I was raised by, you know, just shock jockey type of people. So like... I'm going to make it a good show, whether it's completely put together per- to perfection or not. Like, it's going to be a good show regardless. Y'all let me know. Am I just boosting my head up? Child, is this a terrible ass podcast that I'm just sitting here bullshitting y'all and bullshitting myself for that matter? Or what? Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know because I think I'm doing a good job. I think I have something significant to contribute to the podcast and reality tv space but you know the fans is the man's so with that being said even if Sheree didn't pay or even if she didn't admit to not paying her damn bills Sheree has too long of a history and too many accusations of not paying her bills for everyone to be lying it's like that thing where girl everybody is wrong everybody's a liar everybody got the story messed up but you're the common denominator 
It's like, girl, it's really, like, it's really giving where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's a whole lot of smoke, baby. Sheree is giving a forest fire. No shade. Like, Sheree don't pay bills and she just admitted it, so move on. But I do appreciate Counselor Kenya for taking that moment to just talk to Sheree about common fucking decency and civil, regular business practices of if you pay... Like if somebody doesn't do a good job, that doesn't mean you're absolved of paying them. That just means you pay them and you don't fuck with them no more. Like that was common damn sense to me, but common sense ain't common. So Sheree is broke as shit. Let, let's just move the fuck on. She cheap. She don't pay her bills and she can't run a damn business. Let's just move on. I don't understand how Candy is pulling off camera information when she was asking a question about where Sheree's money came from and was asking, was it from Tyrone? That's not pulling off camera shit to talk shit about Sheree because it wasn't because it wasn't ever confirmed that Tyrone contributed one dollar to Sheree's lifestyle. I don't remember her ever saying that she spent any of Tyrone's money. She just always walked around here and looked broke and nobody ever thought to ask her where her money came from because we were too busy trying to figure out where the hell Marlo's money came from. Yeah, even though she was telling y'all the whole time where her fucking money came from. She said she she had an LLC. She has a sunglasses line and she makes a cute coin off of being on Real Housewives of Atlanta, period. Speaking of Marlo, bitch, you nutty as squirrel shit because when the hell has Candy not produced TV... She was a producer on all, like, 10 of her damn spinoff specials. She she produced a talk show for Bravo. And she's producing Candy and the Gang right now. And she was getting a producer credit for getting your show put together on TV. She, and mind you, listen, Marlo waited till the reunion to tell this lie. And the reason why I know that this is a blatant lie is because one, Candy has a whole foundation. Candy helps people all the fucking time. Candy cares, honey. Let's be clear. And Candy has been telling this same story about helping Marlo get a show way before this season. And Marlo has never disputed it all these years. I heard this story about Marlo getting a show with the help of Candy. And it was in when it was announced that the show was happening, Hot Lana. Spelt like Hulk Couture, but Lana, but it's supposed to be Hot Lana. The reason when when that show was, was announced, it was announced as Candy Burris Tucker executive producing a show starring Marlo Hampton. So it was announced when, when, when the show came out that she was a producer on the show. She would have been getting a production credit regardless if anybody said anything in the blogs about it or not, because that's how business works. She did the deal, so she gets a producer credit. Duh. But I don't understand how she's told this story before. It was printed in the press that she was a producer and she helped you get this show and do all of that. And you making it seem like Todd did it and she didn't. But at the end of the day, Todd produces projects that are on TV that Candy has nothing to do with. So I don't understand what 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 you're even like, what are you even saying? Like you tried to spin that lie because Ty does have the other projects, but it was announced when your show came out that Candy was the producer. So what are you even talking about? And you never disputed that, including all of this season until the reunion. Why? You speak on everything else. You speak on everybody else's business, but you don't care your ass on speak on it. Oh, you stood up, speak on it twice, though. You won't go talk to Candy on speak on it, but you speak on everything else. 
and everybody else's business, but you waited until the reunion to formulate this this lie. You you waited this long to formulate some reason to try to go against what Candy was saying about this show because now she's bringing it up and really putting it out there that she helped you get this damn show because people probably forgot about that headline Candy Candy Burris produces show starring Marlo Hampton. But I didn't. Shout out to Kempire with the elephant brain. Pow, pow. What's good? Like, stop playing. Now, mind you, Sheree, we don't care nothing about this being your, your section. Sheree tried to break up the mood and be like, um, this is supposed to be the Sheree section. Baby, we wrapped your story up already. We got it. You you don't pay your bills. You got embarrassed by Prison Bay and you still have no, no damn fashions. What else is there for us to, to, to talk about with Sheree? Why are you in the first chair? We wrapped your story up in two minutes. We, we spent more time talking about you and Martell Holt than we did talking about you and Tyrone. Your story is wrapped up. Next. Because Sheree was not giving that man... Now, nah, listen. This was the one... This, this is the one thing that I will say Sheree did right when it came to Lyron. The one thing Sheree did do right when it came to Lyron was she didn't get that man no, no goddamn coochie when he came home. Well... The reason why she said she wasn't giving him no coochie when he first came home was a good-ass reason. And I rode with her until she got to the reunion and wanted to talk shit. You should have just rode with the reason that you said on the show, especially when Lyron is more than willing to go out here and do interviews about you and about a show that he was only on for a total of seven and a half minutes max. You may not want to provoke a man who's willing to go out and spill all your tea. Because if Lyron come out and say that he helped pay for Chateau Thelma, I want to know how... I don't want to hear you trying to use that as your storyline next season. I'm not here for it. That's my dog trying to pull on this damn leash and get further out. She trying to run off and she keep forgetting that she's stuck on this damn cord. So if you hear all that pulling and shit, that's her. Because I got her, um, the handle part of her leash is inside the door, but I have the door closed so y'all can hear me better. And she's outside. So if you hear that pulling, that's what that is. But girl, you did all that. Because you were in a relationship with a man who embarrassed you that was already embarrassing. You were already embarrassed by that man before he ever did anything to you, even though he held you down. But like I told y'all in a previous episode, y'all, Sheree is so willing to embarrass herself for a storyline. She's willing to have a prison bay and not have no plans of moving the man in when she get out, when he get out. But she spent six years taking care of him while he's in prison, only for him to come out, fuck her over with the prison talk, and she play victim. Like, she was surprised that any of this happened. Okay, listen. Her saying that, I felt like I could have rolled with her because she was trying to prove to herself and make him prove that all that prison talk wasn't prison talk and it clearly was big because he got out of prison and started acting a damn fool but i'm starting to feel like he just didn't follow your motherfucking storyline i'm really starting to feel like he was fine until he get out uh, 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 until he got out and didn't want to do what you wanted to do on camera 
And so the shit hit the fan for you. Because I don't even understand, like, if the dick was so bad, why did you even set yourself up and go to Philly like that to get embarrassed in the first place? Like, if the dick was so bad, why are you going through all this trouble? You were so happy to have him home. You were so happy to bring him around the girls. You were so happy to bring this man on camera. You were so happy to use him for a storyline when he sat and embarrassed you. And you didn't say the dick was bad until the reunion. Like, you didn't say nothing about the dick being bad until now. Like, what does that mean? You was claiming you was so done, so done, so done. But you didn't say nothing about it then. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, girl, it just seemed like you got played by a dude that came out of prison and you upset. So now you just trying to have some get back. It's like when Portia and Cordell broke up and she tried to play around with the little gay rumors when that video came out with him with his fat ass booty tooted up to the camera. Mind you, I don't like the way that Cordell treated Portia, but that ass was fat. One has nothing to do with the other. I'm just acknowledging two things that are equally true. That's all. But Andy, I don't know what the hell. You you know what? Before I move on to that, let me wrap up Sheree and Lyrone with this. You were using Tyrone for a storyline and he was using you for a come up out of prison. It's giving very much transactional. It's giving very much fair exchange. It's giving very much, you do this for me, I do this for you. And y'all wanted to talk about Kenya paying her boyfriend. And by the way, Kenya, since, since we brought up paying boyfriends, I wasn't even going to talk about this till I got to it in the episode. Your ass was shady as hell for bringing up Bob Whitfield, the mother of Sheree's kids. But at the end of the day, let's be very clear. Um, we also met Walter. Let's be very clear. Like, Kenya, you want to talk about we met Bob? That was a funny ass read. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the point. Because that read was funny as hell. I'm not even going to deny that. But you got to remember, bitch, we met Walter too. Walter was never a fine man. He was never attractive. He was never sexy. He was never, ooh, like, period. You done had one of the ugliest men on this show. And Tyrone looked better than Walter. So... And Tyrone is ugly too, let, let, let's be clear. But since you want to talk about looks, since we're bringing up looks, we also met Matt and we see how that worked out. And we also met Mark Daly's fine ass too. Mark Daly is fine as fuck. He's an evil bastard, but he is fine as hell. And we see how all of these situations worked out for you, Kenya Moore. You may want to calm down a little bit. I'm just saying. But say what you want about Bob Whitfield. Bob Whitfield made some beautiful ass kids because Callie is a beautiful ass woman. Beautifully gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. Hermosa. Hermosa. I, 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 I don't really know how to say that in Spanish yet, but I'm working on it. Um, Callie is a beautiful ass woman and can't nobody tell me Cairo ain't, Cairo ain't sexy. Can't nobody tell me her son ain't sexy. That man is a beautiful, 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 tall, chocolate black man. That man is beautiful. 
Do you hear me? Ooh, that man is beautiful. Anyway, let me get off of that woman's son because I'm not trying to look like Erica down to the Oliver. Anyway, I've said it time and time again. I don't understand why Drew is letting y'all gaslight her and gaslight y'all into not knowing why Drew got a, um, saying you got a problem with Drew. Drew switched up on camera and Sanya moved along. It's that simple. Drew, at the end of the day, you are not Ralph. Stop gaslighting Sanya and stop lying. Put that bass in your voice. Put that bass in your voice for your damn husband. Because you don't even stand up to your husband the way you try to pop off on these girls and you talk about, oh, the girls see you as being this aggressive, confrontational girl. But you don't even give that to your husband, the person who actually does fuck over you. Drew tried to come, I mean, not Drew, but Sanya tried to come to you as a friend and tell you, I'm not liking the way you move. And so I'm not fucking with you like that. That's not even as bad as your, your dude running off on you and your son and going to Tampa for three days and not telling you where the hell he at or who he with. He was probably with Anthony while y'all out here talking all this shit. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. But she don't got no smoke for the one that lies and plays in her face. But you got all this smoke for the girls that are actually real with you. Drew, you are known to be a liar. Senya is not. The problem is that you fake as hell. Period. Hard stop. But what I will say to, to, to the fan that asked why Drew over talking is a problem in her marriage. It's not. Because like I just said, Drew does not stand up to her husband. Y'all don't see Drew over-talking her husband. Drew shuts the entire fuck up. Go back to them sitting at that table last season. She shut the fuck up and then she ran off. Look at the beginning of this season when he said that she didn't deserve fucking surf and turf. She shut the fuck up and she cried. She ran off crying. Look at when she was talking shit to Candy and Sanya in her kitchen when she was lying about losing that 25 pounds and Ralph walked in the room. What did she do? Shut the fuck up. At the end of the day, she overtalks the girls in this group because it's the only time she feels that she has a voice. The girls allow her to talk in this group and they allow her to overtalk her in this group. But at the end of the day, it's not that that is not a problem in in her marriage. It is a problem in her dynamics with these friends of hers. These imaginary reality show co-worker friends of hers. That's where over talking because becomes the, the um, problem because you don't ever hear Drew talk this loud to her husband ever. But she want to sit here and say, in the future, if I catch myself over-talking people, then I'll apologize. You were just over-talking Sanya and you didn't apologize to her. And you continue to over-talk her through, through, throughout the rest of this episode and you don't apologize. But I'm paying attention, so I see that. At the end of the day, Sanya laid your ass out when she said I invited you to my mommy nation meeting and you have the least followers on this show but I invited you because I don't fuck with you so who's manipulating me to do that why where do I not have my own brain on that because she invited Drew first but but because y'all fell out she uninvited your ass but she like Drew you're you're so fraud and you so flawed that she went with the other girls that she was the coolest with 
at the end of the day, she really didn't know the other girls like that. And she had connected with Candy and Kenya at that point. They just happened to have the most fucking followers. And the, and the, and they just happened to be the most popping. Like say, like, like, say what you want. Say what you want. But Sanya said the exact same thing that I said. Drew has been acting this whole season. Just like she was acting all last season. Why? Because she ain't got no scripts to focus on. So she's scripting herself in this damn show. She just did it better this episode than she has the past two seasons. But honestly, we've been done talking about Drew. I was done talking about it. Sanya was done talking about it. Andy was done talking about it. The girls was done talking about it. Nobody want to talk about Drew. Honestly, she's telling you exactly what the problem is. And just like your husband, you avoid talking about anything that has to do with your accountability. Girl, shut up and move on. Shut up and move on. I'm finna get into Marlo and I'm probably gonna say some things that's gonna piss some people off. But at the end of the day, it's my damn podcast and this is how I feel. And and I have valid reasons for feeling this way. My delivery may not be the best, but that's why a lot of y'all listen to this show. And that's the reason why a lot of y'all want to hear my opinion. So it is what it is. Marlo blames being a foster child for all her problems, but then she treats her blood related foster kids like they're disposable. Add the shit up. No good parent just takes a break from their kids. Notice how I said no good parent. There's a difference between going on vacation with your husband or just going on vacation and not taking your um, kids and literally throwing your kids the fuck out of your house for 30 days just because you can't do it right now. There's a big difference. But not Marlo wiping these invisible tears. I can't with this fake ass crying. Like, you sitting here and you doing all this faking and pushing so your eyes are glazing over with with as much water as, as you gonna get on your face. But the reason why, and I'm just gonna be real, the reason why I can't feel sorry for Marlo is the same reason, is it... The reason why I can't feel sorry for Marlo is the same shit she pretended to cry about is the same shit she slings on these girls. Do you get what I mean? She's incapable of treating people how she wants to be treated. Marlo can only treat people how she's been treated already. And that's her downfall. And the problem is, I believe Marlo's story. I feel bad for all the shit that she's going through. That is not the issue. The problem is, I can't feel sorry for her because she she doesn't use her story to be a better person. She uses her story to, to try to guilt people into treating her how she feels she should be treated. So, to me, it's her story. She's only as vulnerable as her storyline will make her like she's only as vulnerable as it will Marlo is only as vulnerable when it comes to her story for as good as it will make her look on the show that is what I'm trying to say as much as it will make Marlo look sympathetic and give Marlo something to talk about and create a storyline for her and make her look sympathetic to the fans and to Andy because Andy was the only person that was sitting there feeling sorry for her at that damn reunion. You saw everybody face. Everybody else was sitting there listening. Candy was the only one that looked like she could have felt sorry for, but she don't give a fuck. And she's the only, like, 
Listen, the bottom line is I can't feel sorry for this girl because you want to sit here and use the same story to make people feel sorry for you, but you also use it as an excuse for why you go below the belt and why you attack girls. The same foster care story you use to, to try to make people feel sorry for you is the same story you use as why you attack your co-stars. So I'm with Kenya. I said it in episode one. Mind you, I in episode one of this podcast, I said I was talking about, um, or it may have been the second episode, the 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 Real Housewives of Atlanta episode that I did um, the other day. But I previously said on this podcast that I did a video on my YouTube channel talking about all of my expectations when it came to Marlo and for this season. And I said the wrong name of the video. I thought it was my um, video where I talked about the girls' promo photos and how um, they were great, how it was a great cast, but the promo was just kind of mid for me. It was actually a video that I did 10 did three months before that because the video that I was talking about is seven months old and and the video that I was actually talking about and referencing was 10 months old so I did that video three months before when they hadn't even they had just announced who's rumored to be on the cast they hadn't confirmed who the new cast was right I had expectations for her this whole season and Andy asked her was she the housewife that she expected her to be and um Kenya said no I completely agree with that. She wasn't the housewife that I that I thought that she was going to be either. And it was for a lot of reasons that Kenya said. I went a lot deeper into it on my video. Um, it's linked in the description of the first episode or the Real Housewives of Atlanta episode. It, it, it's, it's in the description of either the first or the second episode of this podcast. But at the end of the day, could Marlo and Kenya be real friends? Absolutely, be because they're the same person. I de like I definitely just said this on a previous podcast. They are absolutely the same girl. Kenya sat here and said on this reunion that Marlo used her being vulnerable about her husband against her, and that's what she immediately goes to. But Kenya, sweetie, you did the exact same thing when you read her about the boys because of what she said about your mom. It's it's the exact same thing. You dove for the one thing that Marlo has been vulnerable about, which is those boys. And the reason you justified doing that was because of what she said about your mom. Y'all are the same girl. Y'all are the same girl, 100%. Like I said, I feel Marlo's story, but I don't feel bad for Marlo. I feel your story. I, I It sucks what you've been through, but I don't feel bad for her when it comes to how she conducts herself on this show, right? Not just because she became the people that she hated, because Marlo really, she didn't use what she went through to, to become a better person. She became just like the people who tormented her. She became an evil ass person just like them. She may not do do the same things, but she did some of the but she but the way that she conducts herself is evil and nasty, just like the same people who abused her growing up. It's not because she became the people that she hated. It's because she became the people that she hated while trying to be an authority figure on how to treat people and use her story as an example. It's very contradictory to me. It's very contradictory to me because 
Like I said, she sits here and uses her story as a reason why people should feel sorry for her and the reason why she attacks people. And that's contradictory. Those two things don't go together for me. It doesn't make sense. Now, I will say, one thing I will give Marlo is that she told they asked something at the end of this reunion when she said that they call her a whore all this time. They say she's this, that. She say the, that, that she's this type of slut and that type of slut. But they can't bring one person that she's had sex with. They can't um, bring her no, nobody that's paid her for no sex or, or uh, paid her for no pussy. She did say that because that is 100% true. The only person that I've ever seen Marlo with is Charles Grant. Her very first season when they tried to make it seem like her and Marlo was going to get into it because that was the same. That was one of the dudes that Nene was fucking around with when, when her and Greg broke up. Call Marlo what you want. She's not a whore. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. At least not publicly. Because she said that they can't bring y'all one guy that she done had sex with. Don't mean she ain't been out there fucking. I will say that. Just because we can't bring them out don't mean they ain't out there. Oh, that, that's all I'm saying. So call, so call it what you want. But Marlo is not a whore. At least in the court of public opinion. Or, or at least not in the public. Now, now, in the court of public opinion, people call her a whore just because that's what people say on the show and they think it's a quick read. But y'all can't qualify or justify calling her a whore, though. That's one thing I will give Marlo. Y'all can't say nothing about who she done slept with. Y'all y'all can't bring out nobody. She says she dated one old billionaire. Now she say that's all she dates is old men. Like, y'all drag everything that she says and y'all try to use the fact that she's the fashion girl and... Y'all don't really see nothing but her eyeglass line, which y'all didn't even respect the businesses that, that she did have. I think she had the eyeglass line before Kenya had the hair care line. So, nah, I can't qualify that. Don't quote me on that. But she's actually had businesses. She's actually had streams of income. Y'all can't say one way Sheree has made money outside of this show, except for that book in that one season. But neither one of those things would build Chateau Sheree nor fun she by Sheree. So y'all want to talk about Marlo's income, y'all need to be talking about Sheree's income. And you might want to start thinking about asking Drew about where her coins are coming from too. But I will say that when Marlo said that uh, about y'all call her a whore and call her this and call her that and try to make her feel like she's not worthy to be on the show because y'all call her a whore, Kenya got triggered. Kenya got triggered and she had to defend herself real quick because she must have remembered something that she had said that made her want to um say something because she was like wait a minute hold on now y'all not finna uh drag my name out real quick y'all y'all ain't finna sit here but nobody even said king kenya's name it felt like kenya was telling on herself that's really what it felt like it felt like kenya was telling on herself at the end of that reunion when she said hold on hold on hold, hold, hold on wait can i say something hold on wait a minute now child that was the end of the reunion. I'm finna take another break and I'm finna come back and wrap up this episode, give my final thoughts and talk about what we gonna see on the next episode or the next two episodes or however long this damn reunion gonna be. I'll be right back.
All right, y'all. We back. Let's wrap it up. It seems like this reunion is going to be exactly what I said at the beginning of the Real Housewives of Atlanta episode when I was like, some people are going to try to excuse this season being terrible by saying that they're going to bring it home at the reunion, which, excuse me, they still don't get no damn points from me for because I don't understand why we had to wait 17 episodes for the damn season to get good. Why do we have to wait till the reunion for you to recap a shitty season for y'all to be entertaining? Still don't make sense to me, but it looks like the um season ain't gonna do nothing but get better. We talking about Kenya out here group dating and fucking around. Good for her. Um, Hurt people hurt people. Marlo talking about how both of them are hurt. I mean, mind you, I don't think that they're ever really gonna be friends, but they are the same person just from different vantage points. They've literally been through the same shit as far as having struggle relationships with with their moms. I ain't gonna say they've been through all of the same shit. We're gonna get into Marlo's home invasion and the ring footage and just hearing her say, and then hearing the boom at the door. That shit is scary every time I see it. Every time I hear that boom right after the, that shit is literally terrifying it's terrifying but yeah the season is gonna just be more mess honey we're gonna get a call from anthony and see what what the hell really going on about him being sheree's assistant him being her assistant all this other assistant that anthony doing how does anthony have time to be all these girls assistants and be assisting all these girls Uh, 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 apparently these girls don't have shit to do Apparently, these girls don't have much for Anthony to be assisting in if he can be so many people's assistant. But y'all let me know, because maybe I'm wrong. I don't never, like, maybe I'm wrong. Do people, all the assistants listening to this podcast, do y'all assist more than one person at, at, at the same time? And does that depend on how busy the client is? Y'all let me know. Because it seems like if somebody has the time to assist more than one person, that person doesn't need an assistant very much. Do you get what I'm saying? But anyway, that's it. That's all I got. That's all that I have to say about this this part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Like I said, this episode has been better than the whole damn season. I live, but it's still disappointing that I had to wait 17 episodes for it to get good. So... With that being said, let, let me know what y'all thought about the episode. Leave me comments. Answer the question that I put into the uh, into the episode on Spotify. Um, hit me on social media. Follow the podcast page, Real Reality Realness, on Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Cherie Laveau. C-H-E-R-I-E-L-A-V-E-A-U. Um... I appreciate you all for being here. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all for taking the time. I know that my recap was longer than the damn episode, but apparently I have more more to say than the ladies. So technically my recap was not longer than the interview. We'll see if all three episodes of the reunion, if my recap is longer than each episode of the reunion, then we can have this conversation. So we'll see in a couple weeks if my recap is longer than the reunion. I'll holler at y'all soon. I'm finna go catch up on Married to Medicine and then I'll probably bring y'all a new podcast about that. 
Well, I am going to bring you guys a new um, podcast about that. It may not drop in the same day, but I will be bringing y'all a podcast about the new episode of Married to Medicine. And, 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 I, and I'm going to start recapping that show. And on that episode, I'm going to basically catch you guys up on how I feel about the whole season while I recap the episode that just aired. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe, follow. Um, hit the notification bell, do all of the things that the thing, the thing, the things. They don't just have all of those things on YouTube. They also have all of those things on podcast platforms as well. So my outro for my YouTube channel still sticks to my podcast format as well. Like, share, subscribe, follow, hit the notification bell, do all of the thing, the thing, the thing, the things. And I'll holler at all of y'all later. Thank you for getting down to the real reality of The Real Housewives of Atlanta Season 14 Reunion Part 1 with me. I am Cherie Laveau and this has been Real Reality Realness. I'll see y'all later. Peace!